LTBR Daily on a Monday morning here, 1025, October 25th. It's already Scorpio season. Libra season is over. Shouts to all my Libras because I ain't Libra gang. You know what I'm saying? Tatted up. Um, but it's Scorpio season now, man. You know what I'm saying? Every Libra keeps a Scorpio nearby. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to start talking about a little bit of King of the Dot North Division. Um, majority of the battlers on the North Division ended their season yesterday. There's still maybe like three or four. Now, I think about three to six battlers, three to three battles left, so six battlers that still have to complete their third battle to figure out the final playoff ranking. But Mac Myron's, I think he's a lock for the playoffs. Bill Collector's a lock for the playoffs. Like, and Mac Myron was incredible yesterday. Gage was awesome yesterday. That was the gauge that you look to see all the time. You're like, yo, where's where was this guy? And you know what I'm not understanding? We need to really do a little deep dive on this soon, right? Because there's a lot of people that are down 0-2 in the season and have that weird desperation of like, yo, if I still could get a 150, I might squeak into the playoffs. So like that final hope kind of brings out this real like desperate uh, like hunger in you. Like you can look at Saint's performance, one of the best so far in in the in the battle in the to- uh, in the season, and he had a season high, right? You could point to uh, shit man reverse live. I think he, I think he just got edged out of the playoffs, even though he was fantastic all season. You can point to Stewie Newton, who was down 0-2. You can point to Gage, who was down 0-2. That pressure motivates people. Um, it's almost kind of like if you, guys, if, you, if you guys went to college, it's almost like you've been fucking up the entire semester, and you know that if you pass this finals with at least like a, a, a B or better, you get a C plus or a B minus for the class, and you're like, fuck it. Like, I fucked up all semester. I was partying. I was thirsty Thursday in, you know what I'm saying? I was going to Tropicana. I was going to road trips. I was going to Buffalo State. I was going to Syracuse. I was going to Binghamton. I was going to Albany. I was going to... to it don't even matter no more. It don't even matter no more. Because if I put all my energy and motivation into this one task, and I nail it out the park, all will be forgiven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So all those road trips throughout the season, all the jungle juice you drank, all the dorms you sneaked into and out of, you know what I'm saying? All the times you overslept and you you hit snooze on your alarm and missed that early morning class which your friend told you don't put on your schedule, don't put a morning class on your schedule, all right? A- am I talking to our college? This is a, this is college. All right? Nah, but I I feel like that's what happens with all the battlers um in season when they're like down 0-2-1-1, and they have a chance at making the playoffs still. That last performance, really. And I'm more impressed by the Mac Myron, who's like, yo, Gage is going to come super hungry. So if Mac Myron was anything less than spectacular, he loses that battle, which, I mean, he's still in the playoffs because he was so good all season. But that just goes to show you how good Mac was. And there's something to be said about the desperation and hunger of people clawing for an opportunity let's read some of the messages goda says missed my early class today oh man listen bro i don't know how your rubric is my school uh, when i went to monroe they were like look if you miss five classes your ceiling is a b we take 10 percent off your final grade off rip if you miss five classes so best believe them five missed classes was like pto for me i counted them bitches and used them very wisely and precisely Willie P says, nah, somebody play the church organ sound effect. Doo. 
Um, they see a pathway to 100K shorting and they're rushing to extend it. Yeah, that's a good point, Justin. I, I think like there's a little bit of desperation that comes out. That's really interesting. Uh, shout outs to the Bronx Monroe. I went to the Bronx Monroe. I went to the New York Chevron Monroe. I did not go to the overseas one. Um, they have a campus overseas. You can spend a semester overseas. That shit would have been dope. I never did that. I should have did that. Salute me and shoot me, he says T-Rex. Hilarious. Hilarious. One last thing about um, King of the Dot Season 1 before we move on, man. Gage. His schedule was insane. The man had to battle Bill Collector and Mad Flex in his... Oh, I'm sorry. Bill Collector and Mac Myron in his conference. You look at somebody like Fate. He had to battle Pass and Mad Flex. Like, those two guys were damn near set up for failure out the jump. Like, like those are two of the hardest opponents you can have. And so, I want to ask you guys, just, just, just straight for schedule... Is Bill Collector and McMurray more difficult than Mad Flex and Pass? Because I don't know. I think it's dead even. I want to do a poll about this because that shit is that shit catches my interest, honestly. Gage is underrated. Gage is cold. The fact that passes a sub in would make me sick. Ugh, I feel you, man. You're like, damn it, you weren't even supposed to be here. Like, <laughs> why do I get why do I get you? I was <laughs> Um Who what's a tougher schedule, T-Rex? Battling Bill Collector and Mac Myron or battling Mad Flex and Pass? It might be dead even. I think it's dead even, Dale. I want to do a Twitter poll about this so bad just to see if the results be like 50-50, you know, 52-48. Like, I'm really curious to see what people think. Good morning to the Dispatching Diva. Bill and Mac are both rough. Y yeah, but Matt Flex and, and, and Pass is rough too, dog. That's hard. That's hard work. Damn, that shit's tough. Tough, tough, tough. Alright, man. Let's talk about some uh, some interesting stuff that we've seen with the ladies here going down. Let me bring down the graphic for this. And we're going to get a sound clip uh, and a video clip to go along with it. Because it's like me talking about it wouldn't do it justice. Alright? Vixen and Casey went back and forth. And uh, if you... I know this video dropped yesterday. But for context, this video was months ago. This was months ago. This was like at one of those events in Detroit. Uh, Casey and Vixen were both there. They were arguing. They said it got kind of like real heated and physical. Um, the video's edited, so we'll never know the extent of how heated it really got. But I'm really interested um, after seeing this argument because it, it kind of... I already wanted the battle. I've been wanting the battle for the longest. And I'm not still going to... Even though I feel like this year compared to the 2010 is maybe a little bit of a, a decline. There's still some of the top female battlers out right now, so I still want to see the battle. And this clip right here just made me want to see the battle even more. Man, let's roll this. Let's roll this clip, man. Let's let's cover my face and let's let these ladies start barking. Thank you. 
you was why you you're mad. Tell us you why you're mad. You don't tell us why you're mad. She was she walked the spot I already had. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about this. You see that? That's in the argument. Why would I be worried about it? You are. What am I worried about? You are busting your ass to be woman of the year. No, baby. I was busting my ass to make a hundred pay a tournament you weren't even involved in. And you didn't get it. Okay, but I was You didn't get it. You didn't get it. Spicy, spicy behavior, man. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the thing, Marquise, you see in the beginning and at the end, it got edited multiple times. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we don't know the extent of how heated it was prior, how heated it was after that moment. Like, you know, we just got that little two-minute sample size. Like, this is like going to Costco's and you're walking down the aisle and they got the, like, like the, the hey, try me platters. Like, all we did was try something, you know what I'm saying? That's all we got, a little, a little, little taste. I like that one, Justin, LTBR Reacts. That's fire. 10% for you. Um, I'll throw it to you guys first, man. KC and Vixen, this is a match I need or like. What do you guys think? Like, if this if this was to go down, how y'all feel about this battle? Like, let's let's talk about it for real. Um, all right, all right. Vixen will go crazy on Casey. Says Mink. Dispatching Diva. Says Casey two one. Wow. Tata says we need this battle. We need this battle this year on a big card. I'm the card that I want to see this on. I'm a little conflicted, right? Because if they're on a big URL card, they might be the undercard, which is a big look. But then if they headline like a, a signature Queen of Ring card, that's awesome too. You know, like if they headline Queen Legacy, I'm here for that. If they were on the Drake card or something like that, I'm here for that too. All I know is this is a big match. This is this you don't get often times where like two rising stars can like come. I mean they've been around for a long time, but they've broke out over the last couple of years. So two people that are like in their prime, um, after after long journeys of their career, after having breakout years, to have a nice collision course. I guess you don't get this too often. A big card like volume. Volume is a solid card. I wouldn't mind seeing them on a volume, but I just feel like they'd be the undercard on the volume, and this could definitely be a main event kind of battle. That's how I, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. You know, regardless where you put it, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take it. You know what I'm saying? But Casey won the argument. <laughs> Jav says they both in their prime. Two women coming off losses, arguing who over who's the face. Uh, that's hilarious. Main event. They have earned it. I agree. It's true about the battle. So it's true. Uh, Ma uh, Maryland, it's not booked. It's not locked in. But obviously, I'm sure there's been negotiations. There's been talks. Um, there's been plenty of chatter and discussions. Truth be told, I'm going to just say it, man. 
I wouldn't have been mad that it was on Summer Madness. I, I was with CeCe on that. Like, you know, Casey's from Houston, Vixen, in my opinion. Vixen's funny because, like, Vixen, after Summer Madness, she said, like, battle rap doesn't need crowds. And if you ask me, her style is way better or more catered to an audience than a small room. Like, the longer you keep putting Vixen in these small rooms, the more deficiencies we're going to see in her, in her game. The more flaws we're going to see in her game, the more you're going to be able to poke at it. At least on the stage, I think she's able to to use her delivery and explosiveness to kind of mask those things. That's that's my opinion. Summer Madness didn't need any additional battles. Not, not, not necessarily an additional battle, Justin, but, you know, we got some duds in Summer Madness, respectfully. We got some duds. I wouldn't mind seeing them on Summer Madness. That's just, that's just how I feel. You know what I mean? I, there's a couple people I, I wish I would have seen on Summer Madness <laughs> as opposed to what I, I witnessed that day. But that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other piece of dialogue right there. Alright, so the thing about Casey and Vixen right now, um Vixen's Vixen's losses, in my opinion, like she lost to Loso, like and Loso damn near had one of the best rounds of his career, right? So like it it, it's a tough loss for her. Like, there's no way to go around it. The C3 battle, which I thought she also did really well in, C3 just showed so much versatility. Like, I feel like Vixen's starting to wear down a little bit uh, as these battles go along. I thought Vixen beat Shuni clearly, especially, like, besides the stumbles, just off content. But I know a lot of people that'll say, if Shuni was clean, this battle will be closer. That's how people feel, you know what I'm saying? I don't agree with that opinion, but I acknowledge that people have said that. So, I do feel like because Vixen's been on every single female uh, caffeine card, every Queen of the Ring slash URL card, all five of them, like, I feel like she's wearing down a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, as far as Casey goes, let's, the Casey roller coaster, Tata, are you still here? The Casey roller coaster is one that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, all right? Because in December 2020, Casey tweets out, Vixen should be Wody. She tweeted this out. I'm not making this up. She tweeted this out. She said, Vixen Woman of the Year, right? Come the panel time, everybody's like, oh, Casey should have won it, right? Come tournament time, people are like, Casey's a huge underdog, and she wins two rounds, and people are not satisfied with her performances in those two rounds, and it's like, she's winning. She's winning. Why are you not happy? And then the 40 battle happens, and everybody's happy she gets the 40 battle, but she loses the 40 clearly because that's one of the best 40s we've seen in a long time. And now everybody's just like, they don't know how to feel about Casey. Like, they, 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 like, and there's a lot of people that aren't happy with her content despite her having all these wins. She has a she has the second best uh, record on the URL app out of all the ladies. Like, the, the, the Casey roller coaster is something I have never seen. I have zigged and zagged so much, and I got wild love for Casey. Top two woman of the year contender. Um, most uh, caffeine appearances by any lady. Uh, KCJ won two rounds in Ultimate Madness 3. You know what I'm saying? And I know there's some people that performances and material and the content will matter more than wins and losses. But, like, even if you're not a fan of the content, she's winning. She's winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's winning. So, I, I, I really feel like Casey and Vixen's, like, one of the most like debatable things I've seen in such a long time. Like this, this, people are really split sometimes on this, and it's changed because like months ago, if you made a poll, Vixen being the lead. Now, if you make a poll recently, like I did a poll like like two weeks ago, Casey was in the lead, and then it's like, whoa, hold on, like 
then people say Casey has a better resume, which he does. He has better names. But then you say Vixen has better performances in her resume. Like, what, which one is it? I don't know anymore. I don't know. You know, all I know is I want to see them battle. That's all I know. Casey is on a losing streak. What's a streak, Marilyn? Because Casey lost to Geechee and Casey lost to 40. Two elite names, by the way, right? So is back-to-back losses a streak? I can't call two losses in a row a streak. That's not no streak. Yeah, come on, man. I guess. I guess, but... I feel like I feel like you need. I think you need a minimum of three before like we could call something a streak. Too heavy says anyone on her level or lower she cleared him. That's a good point. That's a good point. <clears throat> Talia underscore dad says I like flames over Casey. Hardcore flavor says two game losing streak. Look, man, I get it. You want to say two game losing streak? I guess because it's multiple. You want to say that? I guess, bro. I guess, but like we all know, like, like don't do that. Don't do that. It's for me, I th- I need at least three. Like for me, perfect example, Swamp. Right? He's he stumbled or damn near almost choked in three in his last three battles. I can call that a streak. You know what I'm saying? Back to back. I don't think back to back's a streak. I'm not. I'm not really to say back to back. I can say you lost back to back. I'm not gonna say you're on a losing streak with two losses. Like that. That's just me. That, I mean, look, you you can keep you can keep your terminology however you like. I'm not telling you to change it. I'm just telling you how I perceive it. You know what I'm saying? Casey and Vixen, I'm ready for it. I'm absolutely ready for it. I've seen a lot of people talk about Flames in the chat, and I think somebody said earlier, I think it was Talia said, I like Flames over Casey. Let's talk a little bit about Flames real quick because I really genuinely believe her E-Heart performance and her... Shoot, man, and and her like Emerson Kennedy performance probably. Like, I don't think there's anybody else that has two individual good performances like that. Like, Flames has awesome individual performances. She gets competitive battles. She's in high replay value battles. So on that in particular moment, that's where a lot of you guys break your logic. Like, do you care for content or do you care for debatables and wins, right? Because in my opinion, I, you can, if you said Flames lost all her battles this year to JC, to Hart, and to Emerson Kennedy, I don't think you're inaccurate. I think you can rightfully say that, but you can't say she wasn't great in all those battles. That's what, that's, that's the separation. You know what I'm saying? Two to my man, Jay Black. I care about content. Flames is fire. She doesn't win often, but I still want to see her. Uh, Flames got better bars than a lot of these females. Uh, listen, man, if you ask me, I think Flames is the top two pen in in females right now. Come on, friends. She lost. I just said that. I just said you can say she lost those battles. That's fine. You can say she lost the battles. I, I thought she lost to JC Clear. Um, I thought her, I thought her and Ehar was the best female battle so far this year, but I have Ehar winning that. So like, at that moment, like she's she's really really fire in the battles, but like, how much do you, are you weighing the losses as opposed to the fire content? Oh, by the way, we didn't even talk about her two on two with Coffee. They got kind of cleared there. They got cleared there for sure. Like C three and and Blaze cleared uh, Flames and Coffee. Y'all gonna see that in the near future. 
They lay on the back, I'll lay in your bushes to hunger different. I got the wildest grip. Yeah. Flames is crazy, man. Flames is Flames is incredible. Um, but she's a perfect testament to performance mattering over wins. So that is where you have to pick a side. You have to pick a side with her. You know what I'm saying? And once you pick that side, stay consistent with how you evaluate everybody else. Because I be seeing y'all in these streets, man. I like to pick and choose when content and performance matters. And I like, and I like to be like, oh, but this, this person had a debatable. But they were fire. Don't you like content? I, th I thought that mattered. <laughs> Pick and choose a side. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I, and, I, and I actually I actually love that Flames has has done this because we're going to be able to pinpoint all the contradictions in people's rankings and arguments in this capacity. You know what I'm saying? I'll never forget this, right? I was talking to somebody, uh, I was talking to a, a um, lovely lady in media. I don't want to put her on blast because, like, but she kind of like she kind of got caught slipping. So I'm gonna just let it rock. But we're talking about flames, and we're talking about battle of the year, and we're talking about like Wody a little bit. And then she's like, "Oh, I didn't have Vixen ranked that high last year, but her and Flames had the best female battle of the year, but she lost it clearly." I'm like, "Isn't that battle debatable? Like." Can you can nobody say that like can you not say Vixen won that battle and that's okay like that battle is debatable. She's like it's the best female battle of the year, but Vixen lost it clearly. I'm like all right, cool, that's your opinion. Then we talk about Flames and Heart, and then she's like that's the best female battle of the year. I'm like who do you have winning? I got Heart winning, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I'm like yo, hold on, like pick a side. Like you just said, both those battles are the best battles of the year. Like, they can be debatable. Having the best battle of the year with somebody, even if you have them losing, that's not that's not a loss, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a perfect example of somebody just, like, not being consistent with their metrics. Like, do you care for the wins? Do you care for the losses? Do you care for the performance? Like, I don't care which one you want to evaluate the most, but just, just stay consistent. Too heavy says I'm over here watching Nightwing and Danny again. Yo, that battle was a good battle, man. But I, 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 I don't hear a lot of chatter about that battle. Battle's low key underrated. Battle's low key underrated. All right, man. Let's move on, man. Let's move along. We did get some announcements over last week. I didn't get a chance to talk about any of these. Smack Volume 8 going down November 6th, only on caffeine. All right, great. We got we got three announcements so far for Volume 8. We got Head Eyes versus Aver, which might be the headlining match. We got um, DNA and King Los, a grudge match that I've been waiting for personally for quite some time. I'm very excited for that battle, and I'll, I'll explain in further detail shortly. And Av versus BDOT. So far, out of these three announcements, how you guys feeling about Smack Volume 8? What do you guys think so far? Ozzy says, this is a Born Legacy Reloaded card. Yo, Ozzy, take it easy, bruh. Take it easy, bruh. Like, you, you're, you're, you're going crazy, bruh. You're going crazy. Like, Verbus headlined three volume cards. You know what I'm saying? So he's a volume regular. 
DNA has headlined a volume card, and he did great volume seven this year. King Los is King Los. Like, that's a high prestige name, regardless of how you may feel about him. Like, he's coming into the culture. Um, and Avin beat out a regulars on these cards, too. They're, they're, they're high-level competitors. How, how are you calling this a reloaded card? What is happening? I can't, like, I can get why people don't like Verb and Ice. I completely understand that. I'm not, I, I can try to sell you on it, um, but I understand the pushback of it. Avin beat out, like, I get it. People was like, oh, it was a random match. I didn't ask for this. This is, like, yeah, but Av just likes competition. Haven't you learned this already? Like, haven't you already learned at this point that Av is more about, like, competitive battles that are going to challenge him as opposed to storylines and battles with, like, angles and building shit up? Like, he's not that guy. If you're looking for Av to have, like, this super personal battle or get these, like, these top plates that he's been asking for, serve Calico Verb, like, that's not going to happen. So what he's gonna look, what he's gonna do is try to find the people that are very competitive, and, and go to war with them. And plus, B. I called out Av a year ago, like uh, short term memories going on around these places, man. It's a, it's a good battle. It's a competitive battle. Matter of fact, I, I think Av should. Av had an interview in August. He said, "I'll come to the roof." So he also called out Beta too. Like, this has been brewing. This is not no random shit. Like, they've planted the seeds for this for quite some time. Evan Beta had a live together a month ago. That's true. That's true. That, I even forgot about that live. At the end of the live, uh, I think Av or Beta asked one of them, like, yo, you want to battle? Can we get the contracts? Ah, right, say less. And then they left alive, and they probably got locked in that day. Like, it's, you know, people like Av, if you bring him the right competitive matches, he's going to take it. That's it. You bring him a Chilla Jones. You bring him a, you bring him a, a real sick. You bring him an easy to block captain. Like, he, he's going to say yes. No questions asked. No questions asked. But Av and B, that's a tough match. Like, what do they say to each other? I actually don't have any predictions yet on it. I really want to stop and, like, think about it or, like, watch a face-off still. How do y'all feel about Av and B. Dot? It's a good style clash. I got B. Dot 2-1. I like it. gonna be a fire battle potential volume classic yo i have no clue what to expect from this battle none that owes us a better volume performance beat had a real quiet year right like the shotgun shook battle um shook was better than everybody expected i still thought beat won the battle um and the dna battle was like a real friendly it was a real friendly bit of competition so like we probably enjoyed it for what it was, but, like, it wasn't a battle we left talking about that known weekend. Like, we, we left talking about Danny's forfeit. We left talking about Geechee and Rum. We talked about Rock. Uh, talked about Easy. We didn't talk about being on DNA that much. But it was a good battle, though. It was a good battle. Cave Gang joining EFB Angles. Okay. That's good. Beat out 2-1. DNA. Says Goaded. Where's Chilla Jones? Hey, man. I'm going to just say this. Let's just wait for the announcement. Ask and you shall receive, man. Ask and you shall receive. Just wait for the announcement. Just wait for the announcement.
Can we get Rock versus Danny? Yo, too heavy, man. Honestly, Danny, Danny deserves better, man. I don't know why we haven't gotten Danny and Av yet. I don't know why we haven't gotten Danny and Rock. Like, I, I don't know what's stopping these things from happening. Like, you know, it's funny they're booking all these rematches. If you're gonna book rematches, can we get some of the some quality rematches for Danny too? Like, like I would, I would, I, I would watch a Danny and JC battle in 2021. I know Titus might not. You know what I'm saying? Titus might rebuke that entire idea. But if this rematch thing is going to start being a thing for URL, because they've done a couple of rematches on Caffeine so far, I I'll watch a Danny and JC part two. Their first battle didn't have good audio, so I'll definitely watch a part two. I don't want to see Danny and Nitty again just because, like, that leave, that leave that one alone. You know what I'm saying? I like rematches where, like, like the battle was just bad. Like, like, bad audio quality, you know, they didn't have a good performance, um, maybe it was a one-rounder, stuff like that. Like, those are battles that, like, I'm not up against seeing a rematch if it makes sense. Let's talk a little bit about DNA and King Los, man. Tata says, I just wanted to make a damn decision. <laughs> Facts, Ta. Let's talk about DNA and King Los, man. What do you guys think of DNA and King Los? DNA 30. I would have preferred King Los versus J Black. Hey, well, listen, man. You, you still get a chance to get King Los versus J Black. If they host a face-off... You know, they're going to have some words to exchange there, man. And I, and I hope Black don't... I hope Black is ready. Black... I hope Black is ready. He will be ready. But I hope he's ready because he has the perfect opportunity to let King Lil Snow... Yo, bro, take it easy, bro. All right? You're lyrical, but, like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Black's a disrespectful enough, but, you know, Black is witty. Black knows how to maneuver his way with words. He's a smart guy. Marilyn says, Los is winning in a small room. King Los got a whole round for Black. Black is going to need to bring Jagged J back. Yo, King Los don't want no smoke with Jagged J. Black ain't good with confrontation. I, I disagree. I think, he's, I think he knows how to, like, diffuse things. I think he knows how to really, like, neutralize and, and bring things back home. Sometimes, sometimes I, I feel sometimes things just get out of control too, like where nobody can control it. So, but I'm looking forward to them sit, having sitting down at the table. You know, DNA is gonna throw it back to him too. Like DNA is it, whether whether J Black wants to or not, DNA will probably throw it back to Black somehow, some way. Like because DNA is smart like that. Um, Los Los bars were heavy on RB with a crowd. It's going to be the best King Lose performance yet. What happened with King Lose and, and Jay Black? Well, it's not that it's not that deep. But uh, King Lose was talking about Jay Black's review or recap of uh, King Lose and Daylight. And he was like, yo, man, you, you got to watch it again. Like, you're not smart enough to, to, to catch all my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he pretty much said you're not smart enough. And I, I want to say I was proud of the community that day because the community was on King Lose's helmet the entire day. Everybody was like, what? Huh? 
And they started quoting all the King Los's like Captain America bars, his Marvel Universe schemes, all his bars. And it's like, yo, y'all on his helmet, bro. Y'all is on his helmet. But besides that moment, I actually like King Los as a battle rapper. Uh, I actually thought his second round for Head Ice and his third round for Head Ice was pretty good. I actually thought he beat Head Ice. You know what I'm saying? And I think Daylight might have won. You can argue it. King Lowe still won. Like, I feel like King Lowe has not done bad. You know what I'm saying? Compared to his contemporaries, the Joe Buttons, the Cassidy's, the, 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 all the people that have come back and battled again, like, in this, in this time period, like, he, you can really argue he's been the best. Jag got his dumb ass smoked by Will, right? So that, 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 that's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Salute to 40 Cal. Um, I thought it was okay. Um, but, yeah, Mickey Fax is better than King Los. But I don't consider Mickey Fax those... I know Mickey Fax is like those guys, but Mickey Fax is, is, is one of us. You know what I mean? Mickey Fax is the culture, in my opinion. So I don't really consider Mickey one of them, if that makes sense. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a demigod. So, um, but all those guys, I'm saying, like, they do love the culture. So, like, don't think that they're not for the culture. They don't love the culture. They're just not active participants in it like how we are. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we kind of feel like we need to protect these, protect the culture, protect all this stuff. And I feel like DNA has been waiting for a very long time to get his hands on like an industry guy, right? Like he's been wanting to make an example out of it. There's not many times you hear DNA wanting a battle. And when DNA wants a battle, that's when you should really be like, yo, hold up. Like, what do you have planned? You know what I'm saying? And I'll never forget when DNA and Mickey Fax was booked. Volume 3, 2018. The narrative for that entire battle was there's no way DNA can out-rap or outright Mickey Fax in a small room. Now, while I still think Mickey Fax is more lyrical than DNA, if you watch that battle, that's like one of DNA's career-high performances, picked the right angles, had all the right material, like, like went first. It damn near out-rapped Mickey in a small room. You know what I'm saying? Like... And I got to watch that battle live. Like, I was really honored to, like, watch that performance live. Like, you know, DNA's already 100-plus battles into his career. All of his grudge matches are done and dealt with. Like, you know, this is probably his last real grudge. Uh, him and King Lopes is, I wouldn't call it so much of a grudge, but there is a little bit of history. They've been going back and forth for a couple of years. Um, But I do think, though, don't get it twisted, man. King Lopes is not... He's, he's good, man. He's good. Like, his second round for Ice was good. His second round for, for Daylight in a room of a 1,000 people was good. So, like, he's been good in big rooms. So, now, if you put him in an even smaller room, I'm sure he'll, feel, he'll be even more comfortable. Um, he knows how to pick certain good angles, like the whole, like, King of the Dot Railroad uh, chain angle for Head Ice or the Summer Madness 2 angle that he used against Head Ice. or, or Like, he, he can pick out a good angle. And I do think DNA has some things to pick at. Like, DNA's changed his life. He's not a gunbar DNA anymore, so he could probably attack that. Uh, DNA's openly admitted that the Biden campaign that he did was for money. was a money grab. You know what I'm saying? So that's an angle for King Los as well. Like, King Los does have some ammo to use. He He's talented and lyrical enough and at least experienced um, as somebody that's coming back and trying to be active again to the point where I think King Los can most definitely get around but I have DNA winning the battle, point blank, period. Let's not act like DNA can't die. Nah, I don't think DNA can die. I don't think DNA can die, truthfully. 
I got I definitely got Kendall's with a round. I, I got Kendall's probably winning the second round, but I got DNA definitely closing out that third round strong. I got DNA opening that first round strong. I can envision just like the Mickey Facts battle, DNA goes first. You know what I'm saying, and and just sets a really high bar for King Los to chase every round. That's how I got a hardcore flavor. I got it. DNA losing the coin toss, DNA going first, and DNA setting a very high bar every round for King Los to match. And only one round will King Los probably get close to matching it. And you might edge it to him. It might be one one going into the third, but I got DNA winning this battle clearly because like DNA DNA wanting something, DNA motivated like. That's a scary thought. And I know there's some people that probably might not like No Gun Bar DNA. I love No Gun Bar DNA. He's ascended to a different aspect of his life right now. He's in a different space. He's a father. He's a provider. Like, this isn't the same person who he was two, three, four, five years ago. So, that mental growth is reflecting in his notepad. It's reflecting in his rhymes. It's reflecting in his character. The way he he, he handles himself. Plus, his rollout is going to be amazing. He's media. So, he's real calculated as to how he's going to roll this thing out. How he's going to roll this thing out afterwards, too. Like, just believe me when I say this. Like, he's got this under control. The smaller the crowd, the more overhead bars from Los. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's a very good point. He actually might try to double down on being intricate because now he feels like he doesn't have to entertain. By the way, King Los also, good freestyler. Good freestyler. Has rebuttal in all his battles. All the other guys that have come back have not even tried to rebuttal. All right? Like, don't get it. Do not get it fucked up. When you make a list of all the battle rap attributes that a modern day battle rapper has, King Los checks off more boxes than anybody else um, making a return to battle rap. I will be in attendance, hardcore flavor. That guy, his freestyles are complicated too. <laughs> his freestyles are nuts, but he can freestyle his ass off, bro. He can rebuttal. So. You know, DNA has to remember that. DNA's got to get... I mean, DNA's always in a rebuttal bag, but DNA has to remember that he's battling somebody that can rebuttal too. You know what I'm saying? Like, B.Dot can rebuttal. Av couldn't rebuttal. Lucaso couldn't rebuttal. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of his most recent matches lately are people that can't rebuttal. Now you're battling somebody that does freestyle as well. You never know what King Los might throw back, back at you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, really excited for this battle. Truthfully, it's my favorite battle on the card. There's gonna be more battles announced soon that I I kind of like as well, but this is my this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. All right, man, we're gonna close things out soon. Let's let's uh, head ice and averb. I'll, I'll make this quick. <sighs> the caffeine era has not been kind to averb. Neither has the app era. All right, averb is 0-4 in caffeine fan votes. He's 0-6 on the URL app. He has a worse record than Rubando. Like. If this, if this, if this, if these numbers aren't a perfect definition of who he is at this point of his career, I don't know if any is any other way to describe it. However, um, with Head Ice and Averb, this is another past prime battle that has been a decade long in the making. Has a lot of history entrenched into it. If anybody remembers the beautiful Guardian Angels line, that performance was meant for Head Ice. Um, I'm sure everybody here knows that already, but if you don't know, the Night Aver battle SB is supposed to battle Head Ice, and Head Ice, the venue shut down, all the rappers went home, and 
St. Louis is like, yo, I, I came from St. Louis on my own money. Like, I, I got to get these bars out. Somebody's going to catch this material one way or another. And that was a time period where you still had a lot of general material. So that's why if you hear it, you don't hear too much ice-tailored content. You know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, bars back then were still considered filler. What, what we call filler now is considered filler. So I do think that there's a little uh, special moment there because you always wonder, like, yo, what if had I stood in front of Guardian Angels? Like, how different would battle rap be today if that had happened in the moment? You know, that's always going to be a big what if. And um, I think when you, you take these legacy battles like this and you put it in a small room, you at least give the two MCs a better possibility of having good content. Because if you put Mook and Reed in a small room, I, I I guarantee you the battle is better than whatever the fuck we got on the stage. But when you put them in a stage of 2,000 plus people, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. So at least Verb and Ice will be in a volume, their best settings. We're going to get at least one weird-ass sentence from this battle from either Verb or Ice, maybe both. And <laughs> we're going to remember it for the rest of our lives. That that's how that's how I feel about it. From both says Jaff. From both, yeah. I, it, look, it, it's for the historians. This is a really dope battle. For the fans of the right now, I completely understand the rejection of it, and I'm not mad at it. Verb has not. Verb's last couple performances have not given you any confidence that he can be uh, anywhere close to the old A verb. But I will say. He would have to try very hard to be worse than what he has been. So, off that alone, he will be good. Hopefully, Hedas does not wrap 10-minute rounds. Because, god damn, somebody put a clock on that man. Nobody wants to put a clock on that guy. Nobody. I don't understand it. All right, man. Let's let's close this out with um, some thoughts on the Drake card. Um, I'm not going to give predictions or a breakdown yet. Because Friday, I'll be in L.A., and um, we can talk Friday night. We can talk Saturday afternoon before the event in more in-depth. But I have some thoughts on all the matches. First, let's start with uh, Jazz and Gaddis. Let me pull up the card because I even don't know about how I just want to go in order. All right, Jazz and Gaddis. Um... Some things to expect from Jazz's return is that she is going to be explosive. Um, she watches a whole lot of battles and all this time off. So I personally feel like she's not going to have any kind of ring rust. In fact, her style is made for an audience more than it is for a small room. So I can most definitely see Jazz feasting in this, in this opportunity. It's funny. I think Jazz's last three one-on-one -on -one battles all have a different president of our country. <laughs> like, th th like she's going to be battling now as Biden. Her last one-on-one with E-Heart, we had Trump. Her last one-on-one before that was with Official, and we had Obama. This woman has battled through three different presidential campaigns. Like, this is this is kind of nuts. Um, but <laughs> um, I, I'm expecting this to kind of look like surfing John John. I'm going to keep it all the way a buck. Gaddis is super versatile though, but just like just like John, John is a little versatile. John's a good angler. John's not that funny. Gaddis is funny, so that's a good diffuser. Um, and Gaddis gets into a lot of different pockets, so I do think Gaddis can can kind of rap like a little bit better than Jazz in moments. But 
when I went back to watch Gaddis's battles since she's returned, her Lady Caution one rounder was a dope battle. It was a dope warm up battle. Um, her battle with RX was solid, right? It's, it's in a small room. Um, then her battle with Official. In the beginning of her official battle, she was really... If you watch it again, go watch it again. She kind of was, like, really, like, rapping really fast at first. So she finally found, like, some momentum and caught her pace. And then kind of, like, stopped all her raps to, like, have some banter. And that was just, like, a, a, a breath control little vet tactic, which is... Which is... I'm not knocking it. But I'm noticing all those little details. And I'm like, yo, Jazz is not going to allow any of those little details to, like, mess with her. Like, because official second round was explosive. I don't think Gaddis can be as explosive as Jazz. And I do think Gaddis airballs sometimes. I do I do think she has some references as a little I don't want to say dated, but people will say like, oh, I've heard this before. And it's because, you know, Gaddis has Gaddis took a long time off. Gaddis actually had a longer layoff than Jazz. So, you know, uh plus this is her battling on a crowd. She hasn't battled in a big room like this in 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 I mean longer than Jazz hasn't, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jazz's Jazz's has all the capabilities. Luckily, Gaddis's versatility will be able to to like combat all of Jazz's tactics and her explosiveness. But if you ask me, Haymaker for Haymaker, I don't think Gaddis gets any bar reacted to louder than Jazz would. And because Jazz has this presence, sometimes Jazz's bars are simple, but the delivery and the presence of it make it. Make it hit in the building. It gives it impact. I think this is easily a battle where Jazz wins in the building, Gaddis wins on camera. Or or, or you watch it back on camera and you're like, yo, Gaddis was way better than y'all gave it credit. That's how it, that's how it's going to play out, in my opinion. That's my thoughts on it. I'll, I'll talk more about it down the line. Pat stayed real sick. Um, yo, salute to real sick, man. I had a, had a conversation with him recently. He told me this is the this is the most prepared he's ever been. This is the most time for an opponent he's ever had. You know, this is the biggest bag he's ever gotten for a battle. So everything about this has like been elevated for him. But respect respects to Real Six. I am a huge Real Six fan. Like Paste has every single aspect present to neutralize this man. Like I asked Real Six directly, "What are you gonna do when Paste mimics you?" And there was like a moment of silence. <laughs> and we both we both started laughing. He goes, "Don't forget, I'm funny too." And I'm like, "You know what? You're right. You are funny. You are funny. Like you you have the banter in between. You used to do a lot of the jokes. You you gone away from it, but you could get back to that. But Pat Stay is a specialist at all of this. So like anything that you can do that he can do, Pat Stay does at a higher level. Paste rebuttals. Paste freestyles. Paste can rap rap. Paste is a good person at mimicking you. Paste can angle. Paste, like, there's just so many things that he does that just presents a matchup problem for Sick that I'm like, I don't I don't see the outcome or the possibility of how Sick overcomes it. So when Sick overcomes it, I'm going to be amazed. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this. Real Sick works so hard. He's so diligent and he's so humble. And he studies the game a lot that I know for a fact I will never get a bad performance from him. And I say that with high praise. I will never get a bad performance from Real Sick. So I do believe that he will try his very best. It just won't be enough. T-Rex and Romniti. Yo, man, I actually like this rematch a lot. 
Rex has been on almost every industry celebrity card, right? He's been on Total Slaughter. You saw what he did there. He was on the Snoop Dogg card. You saw what he did there. You saw Diddy throw money at him <laughs> uh, against Verb in Summer Madness 2. He was on the, the, the Oakland Mr. Fab card, right? Um, bruh, like, Rex, for some weird reason, Rex has a good track record when there's celebrities backing him. And, you know, Rex does this thing where he, like, starts rapping towards his opponent and then starts making eye contact with the, like, celebrity that's present. And then it just captivates the room and everybody's, like, mesmerized by it and everybody's, like, entrenched into it. Like, I can see Drake. I can see Rex constantly saying Drake's name, making eye contact with Drake, doing a hat slam while looking at Drake and Drake reacting. Like, I can envision all of that stuff happening. And that is a part of presence, right? That's just the awe that Rex comes with. Although his content hasn't been nowhere near close to his peak or his prime rex is still alive because of his charisma his personality his ability to shit talk and his presence like and, and that little bit of star power is something that nitty has not fully tapped into that's why sometimes at least in person he'll struggle with people that have those things he'll always beat them on content like you're not going to beat nitty on content you have to beat nitty everywhere else because that's just what it's like. Because Nitty just punches at a, at a crazy rate. And he's too lyrical for you at this moment in time. But um, truth be told, I actually like Rex Chant. I'm not picking Rex to win. But I like, if you say Rex upset, I'm not mad at this. And let me tell you two reasons why I'm not mad at it. One, we do this with Nitty all the time, bro. We do this with him all the time. And, and, and I'm personally sick of it because... We put this unnecessary amount of pressure on Rum Nitty to dirty all of his opponents. Like, we never feel like anybody has a chance against him. Don Marino, 90-10 favorite. Holmesy, 88-12. What else, man? Uh, Sirius Jones, fucking 94-6. Like, that shit was nasty work. Against Drugs, another 90-10, right? Uh, Against Cortez, another 88-12. Like, uh, uh, even against Hollow, it wasn't that drastic. It was like 65-35, but he was still a favorite. You know what I'm saying? And now, again, with with Rex, he's another, like, 90-10 favorite. Same with Reed. Like, we constantly keep doing this to Nitty as if we haven't seen people win rounds against Nitty. As if we haven't seen people, like, arguably beat him. Like, why do we keep doing this to him? Like, we unnecessarily raise the expectation for him to 30 his opponents when the reality is, like, you're just lowering the expectation for the other guy that he has a better chance of winning. Like... You know what I mean? So, this this is just something I'm kind of tired of seeing that we never give Nitty's opponents a ch- Nitty's opponents a chance to win. Like I've seen people, I've seen people like Pass, Stewie Newton, a bunch of rappers from the West. Like, oh, if you have Rex winning, like, what's wrong with you? Like, bruh, it's T Rex, bruh, it's T Rex. Like, like he has enough char- he has enough personality to probably snatch a round out of a pure puncher. You know what I'm saying? But with that said. I'm picking Nitty to win strictly because this is Nitty's sixth time. Six riding for the same opponent in the same year. Like he he battled Don, had to battle Don again. He battled DNA three times, battled uh obviously drugs, Cortez, Geechee is a rematch, and now Rex. This is the sixth time damn near almost having a, a rematch. His fourth if you don't count the two on two, but god damn it. Nitty is so good at spinning the block on name flips that he didn't use the first time. That alone makes me not want to bet against him. But personality and charisma, like, Rex Rex will do good, man. Rex will be fine. Rex will be entertaining. Rex will have a round where you're just like, oh, this gives me, the, this gives me that feel. He's going to slam his hat. Like, you're going to like it. Nitty's going to win, though. Um, 
Calico and Surf. Calico and Surf, man. Here's a few things about Calico and Surf that I think about. Um, this, is, this is actually, I didn't need this rematch. I didn't like it um, because I felt like it already had its storyline engraved. Like, Calico came to Jersey and had a dominant performance against Surf. Like, what do I need to see again? I don't know. At least with Rex and Nitty, like, that was a two-round battle on, like, a Snoop Dogg car, which wasn't, like, a, 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 a you know, URL, RBE, a King of the... It wasn't from the culture. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can get that. Surf and Calico happened on the Loaded Lux and Hollow car. Like, this is one of the... It happened on one of the biggest cards of all time. Like, why do I need to see this again? I don't... I don't... I'm confused. If you, Look, if you ask me... You could have easily solved this by saying, yo, we need a Surf and Rex rematch because they had a one-round battle that's like 10 minutes long, and that was terrible, and their face-off is going to do numbers. They're going to talk all the shit in the world to each other. We're giving Surf an easier opponent, and, you know, this is a good style matchup. And then you would have gave Rum Nitty to Calico, and you would have had a fresh match there. You get a better rematch that makes more sense. Like I said earlier, I like the rematches that, that are like one-rounders and stuff. And then you get a fresh Calico and Nitty match. Doesn't Nitty deserve Calico? Doesn't Nitty deserve the big plates? Like, what's, what's going to happen after this? Is Nitty going to go back and battle more New Era guys after this? Like, what's going to happen if you, after this after this Drake card, you see an announcement of Nitty battling another New Era guy, like a Fonz or something, or Lou? Like, you know, you're going to be like, damn, like, that, I, I'm not mad at the match, but I just want more for Nitty, like... You know, Don, Holmesy, like, I, I want more for Nitty. <laughs> I want more for him, you know what I'm saying? The hollow battle, we were excited because we were like, yes, he, he got hollow. We got a headliner. We're here, like, so. Uh, Justin is more of a personal thing, obviously, because Nitty lost to Rex the first time. So this is more of like a comp competitive, like, I want my I want my get back. So, but I'm just saying in general, like, I'm ready to see Nitty get those, those high-level profile battles. Yeah, that's just me. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to none of the guys I'm saying. Like, the New Era guys are all fire. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and it's a great plate for them. But for Nitty, like, I, I, I've seen it already. Like, I've seen them spin the block and give so many shots the last two years. Like, you know what I'm saying? We can go down a laundry list of names of, of shots he's given. Jerry West. You know what I'm saying? C3. Uh, obviously drugs, then Holmesy, then Don Marino, uh, next, like, you understand, like, th there's a list of names that he's already given shots to, that, like, I wanna, I wanna see him go back and get those big, big matches, um, Rock and Torque, straight up, this battle will live up to the expectations and will be battle of the night. Tay Rock, in, in in most people's eyes, Tay Rock may not be the same Tay Rock of 2016 and 2017, but I will say he has enough energy and motivation in the tank to give Twerk his all. And if Twerk and Loso prove anything, is that when Twerk wants to turn on the switch, he's 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 too good, man. He's too good. I got nothing more else to say about that battle tonight. Uh, Loaded Lux and Geechee. All right, man, Loaded Lux and Geechee. This is what I will say about Loaded Lux and Geechee. Bruh, Geechee Gotti is so difficult to beat, clearly. I mean, he's lost. I have battles where I have him losing. I'm sure you guys have a lot of battles where you thought he lost clearly as well. But unfortunately to the masses, he's, he's very difficult to beat clearly 
for two reasons. One, he always has one of the best rounds within the battle. And two, he's always competitive enough to give his audience enough of a reason to fight for him. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of battles where I watch it off first watch and I feel like he lost it clear in the building off first watch. But then he'll win on the polls. So he's also a huge fan favorite. Um, people love the whole new era versus smack everything, which by the way, we need to, we need to figure that out one of these days because it's really like four different eras. It's not just, it's not, it's not separated into two eras. It's really like four eras, but, um, people love that concept. So they want to see Lux bleed. They want to see Lux get talked too crazy. Like when Geechee says, Nick, you so like, they want to see that's a loaded Lux. You know what I'm saying? They want to see all these things that I just feel like that alone will magnify um, Geechee's content to, to when it hits Lux. Plus, obviously, Geechee's a good rebuttaler. Uh, Geechee has the Deontay Wilder bar, the new bar on deck. Like he, He's got a lot of good current event bars. This is in the West. This is Lux going to battle Geechee in the West. Like You don't just beat Geechee Gotti 3-0 in the West. You know what I'm saying? And... Let's just call it what it is. If if Geechee arguably wins or at least has one of those close debatable battles like he has been having his entire career where even if you don't have him losing, and even if you don't have him winning, he didn't lose clearly to a lot of people, this might really seal the deal for this guy to get his third champion of the year in four years. You know what I'm saying? This is really big. I say that because I know he still has more plates after this too. More big plates after this as well. So, like, it doesn't stop. It's not like Loaded Lux is the end of the year for him. There's still November and December. So, like, th this guy is just a fucking machine. Um, six caffeine headliners most all time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, four URL headliners in one year most all time. Like, ultimately, at the end of the day, just remember, this guy is breaking URL records right now. All right? Do you hear this? He has the most headliners in a URL calendar year. Like... In the 11 years or 12 years of Euro's existence, like, he is hitting milestones that people have set that could not have been broken that he is breaking. You know what I mean? So that in itself is such a victory. Like, regardless of the of who you have winning, I just want you to say, I, there's two things I want to get out. One, Lux has battled every single year since he's returned. So salute to Lux. Although he doesn't battle, like, that frequently, you probably want to see him twice a year, maybe more. He has been fairly active for the most part right and Geechee he is walking history he is literally walking battle rap history as you as you witness salute to Cuban 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 what up um he is making history as 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 things are progressing just just don't take it for granted because this might never happen again you know what I'm saying so that's where I'm at with it man that's where I'm at I want to break it down a little bit more Warrior battle for Lux says coin flip gang gang. What up? This is a warring battle for Lux, honestly. And truth be told, this this is this is tough, man. This is really tough. I do think though, like Lux in his gray hoodie bag, um, Lux in his third round for like chess and rock, uh, Lux in his third round for hollow. If he's in that type of like writing, it, it's gonna be difficult for Gichi to win. But like. DNA said it best since the hollow battle. We haven't seen three full complete rounds from Loaded Lux. And I have seen multiple times where Lux takes an angle that's kind of stay off. Seen that he done it against Mook. He did it against Clips. He did it against Arsenal. He did it against Verb. Like, there's multiple times he will take an angle and fail. And it's like, it doesn't really translate or hit. And it happens. But when he gets in his, like, 
yo, I'm I'm trying to punch with you. I'm I'm trying to get layered. I'm I'm gonna get lyrical. I'm I'm gonna rap, rap. Like he, when he gets into that, like his little hot ninety seven freestyle bag, like that's when he becomes like unbeatable. You know what I mean? But it's just, it, can you rely on him to be in that bag for three years? I don't know. By the way, when you argue resume shit with people like Lux and Mooks, like it's it's pointless. Like we know Lux and Mook don't have the resume you have. They don't. They're not outside like you guys. They don't have to. They're, and they're still two of the biggest names. No matter how you see it, you guys have to see them. They don't have to come see you. You know what I'm saying? So when people be like, "Oh, he ain't battle no ill will. He ain't battle our. Uh, he ain't battle serve. He ain't battle. like you know what I'm saying. Like when they start to just list names that Lux has not battled the things that he hasn't done, it's like. Well, it's pointless because you still will accept the battle. Like, what does it matter? Like, it, it, it really doesn't matter as much as you think it does because Loader Lux is still Loader Lux. Lalo says, you got to stop this Mook and Loaded BS. Um, I don't know, man. The Mook thing is different. Like, Mook has had multiple very poor performances. Lux, for the very least... Has given you some of the greatest battles of all time in this run. Like his Calico performance, one of the greatest performances. His battle with Hollow, one of the greatest battles of all time. His battle with Clips, uh, a lot of people like it a lot. I'm not the biggest fan of it personally. Um, the two on two was crazy. Like so, even in that, he he might have some duds, but he's got some amazing work too. He's got some all time level work amongst it all. So like, you know, I think you can have Lux and higher food chain and murder Mook. Cornflip says the only problem is Geechee has to make it debatable. Can we just be honest? I said this last time when we talked about Lux and Geechee. All Geechee gotta do is make it close and and, and, and his curtains. Alright, man, that's enough for me for today, man. LTBR Daily, as always, man. Well, CC will be on for Wednesday. I'm not sure if we have a Tuesday show. Um, I will keep y'all posted if we do or we don't. But, again, I'm in the building for the Drake card, so all-around coverage. You know what I'm saying? Friday night, we're going to recap the Friday night battles, and I'll tell you all about how that is going to go down. Saturday, we'll do a pre-show before the event. Obviously, an after-party, maybe a late-night show, too, with myself. It's going to be really dope. Thank you, Todd. Todd, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Friday night battles. There will be some Friday night battles, man. You know what I'm saying? I haven't announced nothing yet. Um, uh, but if you if you if you tapped in, you check the Twitter streets, you probably get a little bit of an understanding as to what's going to go down. So I'm not going to say what's happening. Just just know there will be some battle rap activities going down on Friday. All right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, hardcore flavor. That much we do know. That much we do know. So who's ever there is whoever's there. It's going to be a special night. <laughs> Repent and get the hate out of your heart for the queens. Yeah, man. Aqua flavor, man. You, this, this is a little weird behavior, man. It's a little misogynistic, man. You know what I'm saying? Show some more love, man. Spread love is the Brooklyn way. Clips versus uh yeah, that's what that's what that's that's, that's the rumors. It's the rumors goaded. That's the rumors. But to be fair, Clips did say it. You know, I I don't like to sometimes I don't like to report things when the battle rappers say it, because the leagues will always kind of just jumble shit up or like the battle rapper will say it and then it gets pushed back and this like like nobody ever fully knows in this business all right i promise you nobody ever fully knows nobody even the leagues like they'll have a certain plan and then a week or two before that plan everything fucking changes different venue different battle <laughs> different announcement shit getting pushed back like it's just it's just like that you know but clips did say that him and chess will be going down so that much i can report because clips said it himself already but 
All right, man. We out of here, man. LTBR Daily. Salute to all y'all pulling up. J Black says somebody lied. Somebody might have lied. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is what this is. These were these were Charlie Clips' words. Now, if it will happen, I don't know. But I'm just telling you what Clips said. It's public information it's on the internet. But Black, you and I will be in the building Friday. Friday will be good. You know what I'm saying? So should be dope. Um, should be dope. All right, man. We out of here, man. Salute to all y'all out there in the building. Thank you for pulling up. It was a fun Monday morning, Monday afternoon. This will be uploaded. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts.